Welcome back to the Worthy Sea Podcast. This is Chip Stewart. It's Thursday, June 1st, 2023. And I want to talk about a very serious matter that is occurring within the church. Uh, and I'm speaking mostly of the American church. And again, I want to emphasize this, what I'm about to discuss is within the church. And uh, it is those churches that have accepted things such as homosexuality as being normal and to, to actually celebrate it. So I'm going to start off by reading what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 9. And it's a warning about associating with these sorts of people and talks to us about judging within the church. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I'm writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual, sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. So to f- the focus here, and I want to make this very clear, is judging within the church is what Paul is telling us to do. And it's those people who call themselves by the name of Christ as Christian. That's, that's what he's talking about. Anyone who bears the name of brother who claims to be a Christian. However, they are guilty of sexual immorality or greed or idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler. Don't even eat with such a one. These are the ones that we need to judge and purge the evil person from among us, those who claim to be Christian but are not obeying Christ. And even Christ talks to us about church discipline during his ministry and how it is supposed to be administered. So, to continue, I have some warnings here. So if this is for those churches, those church bodies that have decided to accept and celebrate homosexuality and any other form of sexual deviancy as set forth by the Word of God uh, through such things as the ordination of ministers who practice such sin and the marriage of people who do likewise, and that these churches have been turned over by God, will have their lampstands removed if they do not repent. And they probably have already had their lampstands removed by the Lord Jesus Christ. And third and finally, the members of these churches are in grave danger of hearing, Depart from me, I never knew you, by the one whom they claim to be their Lord. So let me explain. First, we'll turn to Romans chapter 1 to talk about point number one, the church is being turned over. And this didn't happen overnight. This is most likely indicative. They've gone this far in their deviancy and, and lack of obedience to the Lord. This is probably indicative that they've been suppressing the truth by their unrighteousness for quite some time. So let's turn to Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ will live by faith and trust in what the Lord says in his word and obey. 
For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. And that's exactly what is going on in these churches. Their unrighteousness is suppressing the truth of God in the Bible. What they claim to not be sin is sin. They are redefining sin in these churches. They have placed themselves above God. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. So these churches have exchanged the truth that they had in the Bible right before them for a lie, and they serve, worshiped and served the creature, the created order, rather than the creator. And so they're, they're pandering to the sinful nature of man and serving sinful creature instead of God. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. Is this not what we see in these churches? For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves a due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. This is what we are witnessing. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, it's in the Bible right before them, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. That's the celebration piece. Though they they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. That, that is the churches I speak of when it comes to homosexuality and other sexual deviancy and how they now celebrate it. So you have to ask the question, are they serving the creator God, the God of all creation? Or are they rather serving the God of this world and the coming man of lawlessness? This, this law that they follow sounds a lot more like the one of the main tenets of the esoteric philosophy. It's called thelema. That's Greek for will, as in like the will. And this is um, an esoteric philosophy that the sinister man, Aleister Crowley, called himself the beast or 666, claimed to have received what could not be nothing other than a demon in 1904. And that tenet of this esoteric philosophy is do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Thus, there's no law. You're following the religion of the lawless one. It's not the religion of God. It is literally a doctrine of demons and definitely not the word of God. It is lawlessness. It is rejecting the law of God. 
So let's now turn to Revelation. I'll start in chapter 1, uh, starting in verse 9, to, to set the stage and the scene with um, John and Jesus amongst the lampstands, and then um, go into chapter 2, starting in verse 1, with the, the letter to the church in Ephesus. This talks about the removal of a church's lampstand. So let's begin. I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pergamum and to Thyatira and to Sardis and to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, and on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze refined in a furnace, and his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars from his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun, shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. Write therefore the things that you have seen, those that are and those that are to take place after this. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. So, obtained a letter to the church in Ephesus. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, the, the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands, Jesus. I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil. But I've tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Yet this you have, you hate the work of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life which is in the paradise of God. And as a little background to the churches, there's different levels of thinking about them. Um, they're at the, le- the, at the level of, yes, this, these were seven letters of seven churches at that time that this book was written. Um, there's also the perspective that this is uh, the progression of the churches through, through the ages, uh, a general uh, theme of the church at one time and then it progressed in the next type of church the next one and then also that it describes different churches today um, could be a third way of looking at it so i don't i don't know if this one would be the most relevant for the type of churches that are accepting the sexual deviancy and and not calling it sin Um, but i do want to point out that here in verse four it says you have abandoned the love you had at first and when when i see anything about love I immediately think of John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So that first love, and you can think of it, okay, what's the first love? Probably love God. And then second one, love your neighbor. Um, so 
you've abandoned the love you had at first. So the love for God, the love for Jesus. And there, there sounds to be an implication that they no longer obey. If you, they no longer keep his commandments, they've lost that love and they're not keeping his commandments. Now, that's exactly what these churches are doing. They're no longer keeping the commandments of Christ. They're laid out in his word. He is the word. It's, and, and also this sheds light that Jesus is serious about obedience for his churches and, and keeping his, church, his bride pure. It's not, I think a lot of these churches see love, 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 you know, love you in your sin, love you when you sin, you know, you can sin all you want. That's not true. <laughs> Christ here says, if you don't repent from, from, what, from where you have fallen, he's going to come remove your lampstand. He's going to come remove your lampstand. And if it hasn't already been done with these churches, it is probably going to happen very soon if they don't repent. So Christ is serious about rebuking his churches to keep his bride pure. So you also have implication here that because of them not abiding in the word of Christ, who is their father? Is it the God of the universe, the God of creation? Or is it someone else? And in the interaction that Jesus Christ had with the Pharisees in John chapter 8, starting in verse 31, it may be very much the father that the Pharisees had that he was talking about because of, of them not abiding in Christ's word. So here, starting in verse 31, chapter 8. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. They're not abiding in his word. Are they truly his disciples? And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. These churches are allowing the practice of sin. These people are slaves to sin, who are practicing. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are, you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. Or Christ's words finding their place, their proper place in these churches. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do, not, and you do what you have heard from your father. Which father is that? They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. They said to him, We were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and I am here. And again, the love for Christ is, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. These churches are not keeping his commandments. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? 
Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. They are not hearing the words of God. They are acting contrary to the words of God, blatantly so. They are not of God. And then finally, the members of these churches are, are in danger of hearing from the Lord. Depart from me. I never knew you. Let's turn to Luke chapter 7, starting in verse 15. First part talks about a tree and its fruit. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Sheep's clothing is people cry, love, 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 and do whatever you want. Even though it's contrary to the word of God. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. And this is the fruits of their teaching, that homosexuality is acceptable in the eyes of God and and other sexual deviancy. So then Christ says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So here it's saying, those who do his will will enter the kingdom of heaven, but those who don't will not. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? Then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Goes back to what I was saying about the man of lawlessness and do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. It is lawlessness. They have rejected the law of God. Then he follows that up by by describing those who hear and do, hear his words and do them. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built the house, his house on the sand. These churches have built their houses on sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And, it, and great was the fall of it. These, uh, these churches are in a bad spot. So let's turn to Joshua chapter 24, starting in verse 14. I encourage these churches to consider their ways and choose this day whom they will serve. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river demons, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, demons. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Churches, who do you serve? For if you do not repent, the toleration of this sexual immorality that that is clearly an abomination in the eyes of God, you will continue to be turned over. You're going to lose your lampstand and hear 
Depart from me, I never knew you by the Lord Jesus Christ upon your death. Repent and return to the Lord. Purge the evil person from among you. Do not associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler. Do not even eat with such a one. Be obedient to your Lord if you truly love him. All glory to his name.